Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Snap Out of It show and another Empowered Love show. And this is a guest show today, which is always great because uh, people come onto the show and share experiences and often their experience may be your experience, which is a really, really helpful thing for all of us. And, uh, you know, it's great seeing women that are doing the journey and are empowering themselves and... So a big welcome to everyone from the US, the UK, Europe, New Zealand, uh, Australia, of course, my home country, and uh, for anybody else that might be listening in or picking up the show in archives later, which you can always do. And there's a great amount of shows that uh, you can connect to in the Empowered Love section that are on narcissism and are on narcissism uh, recovery and, and empowering yourself from the experience. And this is definitely going to be one of those shows. So very much a must-listen-to show if you are going through the narcissistic experience in a relationship or if you are in the process of getting off the hook and getting yourself healthy, sane and empowered and healed as a result of a narcissistic experience. So I've got a lovely lady named Jen from the Philippines today and she's, she and I are going to be having a conversation about disconnecting from a long-term narcissistic relationship, which is what Jen is doing. And many of us can relate or you may still be relating to the struggle and the difficulty of getting to a place of no contact. And we're going to be talking about today how to keep away and what is necessary and as far as rebuilding and working on self in this crucial period of withdrawal and self-empowerment. And this is also going to be about learning about the power of realisation and self-ownership. So we can look at our part of the experience and why we've had the experience and what's necessary to liberate ourselves from the experience and also to how important the discovery of narcissism and codependency information is as well as full awareness of the hooks and the deep enmeshments of narcissism and how to save our emotional lives and sometimes our physical life and quite often our physical life what's necessary to move on from this. So what's great about Jen is Jen has been working at all of this and she's still at early stages uh, and she's doing a great job and I really think that she's going to prove to be an inspiration to a lot of ladies out there that are either struggling with no contact or ones that are knowing that they need to get away and get to that point in their lives. So hello Jen, thank you for coming on the show. Hi, hi, Mel. Yeah. Um, thank you for inviting me also. This is sort of a therapy, I, I think, for me. That's very true you should say that, Jen, because yeah. I think what is the beautiful experience of sharing our experiences with other people, it's total win-win and it's incredibly cathartic. And, you know, everything I was doing in my recovery, writing my books, doing radio programs, etc., with so much about that because when we inspire and heal others, we inspire and heal ourselves. So you're right. This is, you know, this is, I mean, I'm very grateful, but I also am highly aware of, you know, how helpful this is for you. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, Thank Jim, you. what Thank we're going to do is we're just going to, yeah, I know. It's, it's a beautiful experience to be able to do this. It really is because, you know, women, we're all in this together. And, you know, before I do go any further, Absolutely, I acknowledge that men do go through this as well. I mean, a lot of times it looks like this show is positioned as uh, just a, a female-based uh, show, but there are most 
definitely, definitely men that have gone through narcissistic experiences, whether it be with parents, uh, love partners, etc. So to any guys out there listening, please just uh, substitute the word him for her or vice versa. And really, it is the same information, absolutely. So, Jen, let's get into it and we'll just, you know, get a little bit of a background about your story and, uh, you know, because because in your narcissistic experience, which is only since <clears throat> August 22nd, that you've had no yeah. contact. So contact, this isn't even yeah. two months into your full recovery. And, uh, uh, yeah, 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 so Jen, tell us a little bit about you know, the background of the relationship, how long you're in the relationship. Um, yeah, please, just just take yeah. it away and tell us a little bit about uh, it. Yeah. Um, we met in college in um, 1996, um, and, and since then um, we've been in a relationship for um, <clears throat> 12 to 14 years. Um, yeah, he's my, um, he's my uh, first boyfriend. Wow, that's profound because I think all of us can sort of relate to a first boyfriend experience is is often a very, very powerful experience. And given your model of the world and men, it would feel like that, you know, that was the only man in the world for you, which is part of narcissism anyway. Yeah, and uh, um, when we first met, um, uh, I felt um, at ease with him and uh, like I could talk to him about anything and we also uh, look like each other wow interesting uh, um, interesting i know in yeah, some yeah. of our correspondents you've really recognized that uh with narcissism and when we have narcissism narcissist attraction it can feel very powerful and very right so just if you can just elaborate yeah. a little bit more on that jen yeah, uh, people who um um uh, who don't know us, like, um, if we're ordering at a restaurant, they say we look like each other, or um, our friends, they say we look like each other. And I think even before we met, um, uh, because he's in a different um college, um, they'd say that hey, you look like someone. Do you have a, a relative in this college? But he's in that college apparently. Uh, so um it, it's yeah so um apparently it was him that that I look like and um yeah being with him when I first uh when we first met um I was comfortable with him you know there is that incredible familiarity about an artist yeah, yeah, relationship yeah yeah yeah. Hugely. And there's all sorts of coincidences that can happen too. It's a very, very, yeah. very powerful magnet. So there can be yeah, things so like um, coincidences, yeah, okay. synchronicities, your father worked mm-hmm. in the same business my father did, our birthdays are the same day or the same month, or yeah, yeah. your sister's um, uh, okay. name is the same mm-hmm. as my sister's name. All sorts of yeah, things okay. can crop okay. up in a narcissistic yeah, our parents share the same uh, wedding date. Yeah, so there I you go. It's like there a, you go. The sort of I thought um, uh, that's um, what soulmates, you know, have or some. Yeah. And as women, we're so brought up on the fairy tale and we're all a little bit spiritual, I think, and a bit energetic. And when these signs can turn up and these coincidences and synchronicities, it's like, oh, my God, he must be the one. You know, he must be the one. We get... Is that how it felt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everybody that's come forward to me for healing or relief says the same thing that there's this incredible connection, there's this stuff that just seems so right and so real that, you know, we just... And, and, and look, really, the whole spiritual lesson from healing from narcissism, which is always about regaining self on a true level, loving, respecting and supporting self, because we've all been codependent. 
that's how we mm-hmm. ended up tolerating and falling into the abuse you know but that that spiritual lesson about regaining and being self and being connected to source we need a very powerful experience to pull us out of that to you know to ultimately bring us back to that so the narcissist is going to look like the one he's so going to look like the one and that can be mm. a hard way to get your head past that so so Jen when did looking back with what you know now because and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute about what you know now and how you found out what you know but with what yeah. you know now looking back was there warning signs with him early on? Um, apparently, there were a lot of um, signs and red flags which um, um, I ignored, or maybe um, I didn't know they were red flags. Correct. Uh, there were a lot. There were a lot. Correct. And there and there are red flags and. You know, the thing is, this is where education has been sadly lacking for individuals, especially women, but also for men, where we were never taught through society what constituted a healthy relationship and what we should be looking for in a potential partner. And and we're all really, we're just flying blind, going on emotionally, it felt good, we had no thinking cap on because we didn't really know what to look for and you know this is why narcissists are able to operate the way they do because we just don't know but it may feel wrong at times there are things that crop up that feel uneasy and wrong but we missed it because we didn't know and I fully fully endorse that so, so Jen, give yeah. give us some ideas about some of the warning signs that you know now were warning signs. Um, we we weren't still um, uh, together then, but we were um, um, seeing each other. Uh, 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 when we uh, first met, um, and we talked. And he learned about uh, my uh, my what I was majoring in. Um, a week after that, uh, he uh, wrote a twenty-page, twenty-plus page, 20 page um, handwritten story about a psychological troubled man um, who, who had a wife whose name was uh, Jen. <laughs> um, it was when I read it. It was um, I had goosebumps because um, the man was uh, psychologically troubled and uh, um, prone to violence. Um, and so can you Jen, just name. speak up a little bit yeah. more clearly into the phone? It's just a uh-huh. little bit hard to hear you. Okay. Um, he he wrote a twenty-page um, handwritten story about a psychologically troubled man. Who had a yeah, wife right. named Den? Uh, yes. Yeah, and so um, I thought um, I had goosebumps because um, uh, uh, it uh, it's sort of um, the man was psychologically troubled and prone to violence, the character, and that and he uh, wrote my name down on his um, story. Right. So I, I thought that was just a coincidence. So I, I thought um, uh, that's just a coincidence. I, I brushed it off. But you must have had, yeah, that uneasy feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I had Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting how the narcissist will leave calling cards. And that's probably a good way to describe yeah. it. They're like calling cards of what's coming up. But it's done in a way that you get that uneasy feeling, but you can rationalize it away and go, oh, exactly, it's just a coincidence, I'm just imagining it. I remember with uh, my ex-narc, he, um, mm-hmm. he, he, said to, he said to me once, um, you're different from other women because every woman in my life, I've ground her into the dirt. And, uh, uh, you know, that... that 
you did Joe say that as well? Yeah, he also said that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? You know, it's so interesting. Every time I have conversations with women about my experiences and their experiences, there are so many things that just keep ticking the boxes. And and Nazi will do that. Yeah, they will do that. They will uh, leave these calling cards that make you go, oh, that's a bit strange, that's a bit unusual, that's a bit weird. You know, and knowing what I know now, any male that has got any comprehension of grinding a woman into the dirt is a misogynist. He's not a well man to have a relationship with, you know. Yeah, um, um, I, yeah I, also, I also noticed that um, uh, he mentioned that all the girls that he was with, they were mean, and he, in hindsight, um, he always had something um, bad to say about them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Spot on. So in hindsight Spot now, on. but then I, I thought... Um, I agreed with him. Oh, I thought he was um, uh, he he was unlucky in girls, and I was the lucky one who um, who could make him happy. Yeah. Yes, Jen, you've hit the nail on the yeah. head. You have hit the nail yeah. on the head because that's what the narc does. We feel sorry for him. He must have had a really bad deal. You know, whether it be his parents, his ex-partners, this poor, gorgeous, beautiful man that people have ganged up on. He's had horrible women that have played up on him. Um, You know, with my ex-narc, it was very much about, you know, I was like his third major committed relationship and, uh, you know, long-term and and serious. And the, the previous two... Uh, the first one, you know, uh, her various reasons. The second one, which was much fresher in his mind, had apparently played up on him continuously, had punished him with other men, etc., etc. And then the interesting thing was, was when I, after I got away and his next uh, victim came forward, she reported that I had been labelled exactly the way as the second wife. And, uh, you know, so... Yeah, which didn't surprise me at all because I already knew that. But uh, and that's fine. That's his stuff. But you know, but this is what narcissists do, and this is another one of the big warning signs: is that they are not going to take responsibility for their past, and even if they feign it and fake it, they they are going to degrade the women in their life. You know, whether it be their mother or whether it be their partners. Uh, whereas real healthy men that come forward talk about it in a completely different way and they own their stuff and their part in it and they don't blame throw the way a narcissist will. And the thing is with a narc, very much so, they are pathological. They actually believe their own PR. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, once a narcissist thinks three thoughts in his head and he's got an emotional charge around it, to him it's the truth. So he firmly believes it's the truth. So it's going to be very, very believable what you're hearing, but that's a very important warning sign to look out for. So, Jen, other warning signs. What started happening? What what was the abuse in your relationship? Um, well, the, I think the worst abuse that I could um, at that time really call abuse was... Um, uh, was physical. It was um, one and a half years into our, our relationship. Um, but when that happened, I attributed it to um, him being um, insecure and uh, because uh, it was still studying while I was uh, already working. And he said that um, that made him um, insecure. So uh, I attributed mm, that mm. abuse to uh, to um, me being like um, him feeling that um, he's still at school and I'm working already and um, I might meet others or uh, uh, 
think lowly of him because he's still uh, studying. Mm. Yeah. And this is the pathological envy and the jealousy of the narcissist. And there's some really important things to remember here. You know, and obviously, Jen, you were young. You know, you were young when this was taking place. And, mm-hmm. you know, being being young, you know, for young women out there, you may meet a guy that's studying or creating his mission and his life. But for all of us, whether we're young or whether we're mature, it's very, very mm-hmm. important to pick a man that has got a mission, a direction and a purpose because that's synonymous with being a man. And a man really, you know, women that are picking men that are in between jobs or they're depressed with their job or they don't know where they're going in life, uh, you know, they are a very, very, very bad choice in a relationship, extremely bad choice. Because that man, if he is not fulfilled within himself and he's not on a purpose or a mission or he hasn't already achieved that purpose or mission... He is going to be very empty, he's going to be out of sorts, and he's not going to be available to support you when he hasn't found that way to support himself yet. Now, having said that, a young guy, and look, I have uh, nieces and nephews that have been getting married, and um, they're great kids, and they've got great partners, and... You know, the, the the women and and also the boys that, that this relates to, they've picked healthy partners that are very happy to support. They're very happy to support each other's missions and one of them might be studying while the other one's working, you know, and one might be studying a degree, but they've got that healthy ability to support a partner and to be a partnership. Now, narcissists don't. Narcissists work by entitlement, takeover, and it's all about me. So what happens in those situations is the narcissist, if you are achieving and getting energy uh, and any sort of like attention or recognition from what you're doing, he is going to be pathologically envious, which is very dangerous. Because what he will do, consciously or unconsciously, is try to rip you down and subdue you so that he can feel more secure in the relationship. So partnership and trust goes out the window. And that's an incredibly good way to work out if you have a narcissist in your life because in a relationship. And as soon as any woman listening to this or any man... As soon as you have a partner that is going to start playing and pulling those games and getting upset and getting bent out of shape and demanding you spend more time with them um, or carrying on in an envious way, you do not have a healthy partner. So, you know, and Jen, this was because I went through this too, to to a huge extent. I went through this with my narcissist as well. So, you know, Jen, um, and we didn't, you're right. What we tried to do is try to play safe them and help them feel more secure and felt sorry for them, hence why we could put up with that sort of behaviour. And that's what you did, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I found myself, um, when he's um, angry, um, pacifying him. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jen, knowing what you know now, would you ever do that again? Oh, uh, no. 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 Knowing what know. I know now. That's right. That's right. And, you know, like, uh, you know, my, my partner, my new partner, who I'm just deliriously happy with, it's just a, an awesome experience of love I, I experience now. But we have this conversation a lot and... Uh, you know, he's a man that works on self-empowerment and has done a lot of work on himself and he's very spiritual and very, very aware and emotionally mature. And uh, he works with helping men. And as he says, and it's so, so true, is that a real man, a real man can step up and allow his woman to be whoever and however empowered and successful she wants to be and support it and be happy to. 
and be happy to create that sort of relationship of equality and teamwork. And a real man mm. can do that. But this real man has got to be happy within himself to be able to do it. And that's yeah. the difference with narcissists. Because narcissists mm. are not happy within themselves. They are tormented beings that are in internal rage and confusion and pathological envy and jealousy of the world. And they are not yeah. going to support you no matter how much you would like them to. They just do not have the resources to do it. Yeah. But would they and the interesting thing is... Well, you know, because Jen, you know, we haven't done one-on-one -on -one work together. We've just been communicating by email. An NPD, no, cannot be cured. And, you know, look, in the early days of my recovery journey and my healing and working with people, I was very hopeful they could. I really was. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe people with narcissistic tendencies, which really is the whole world, even... Severe codependence and martyrs can have narcissistic tendencies. It's all about me and self-absorbed stuff trying to fill emptiness. Most yeah. definitely people with tendencies, if they work on themselves and if they take responsibility, can. A true NPD, and there are some very classic things about a true NPD, by definition a true NPD does not have compassion or empathy. So their neuropathways in their brain were shut down at a very, very early age and they are completely numb. And without those capacities, this person cannot connect to source energy and truth and love and compassion and empathy and oneness and sharing and uh, working in with humanity. It's impossible. They see it as me versus you. It's all about me. In order for me to win, somebody else has to lose. Now, with that running, without compassion and empathy, no, they cannot be healed. And I'll stand by that. Okay. Yeah. And I, and, yeah. But you know what? You know, it's a journey. It's a journey of evolution and it's a very spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And the thing about uh, narcissism is, is it's like light and day. We have connection to source and oneness and truth and compassion and empathy and love which is the light and then we have narcissism which is a complete disconnection from all of that and it's about trying to get needs met through ego which is fear now what happens yeah. is the narcissistic energy in our on our planet is actually the most powerful energy to push people back to the true light and source because when you're recovering from narcissistic abuse, you have no other choice. If you don't get to source and truth and oneness, you're not going to recover. So it's a profound journey that helps heal the world. You know, narcissists actually uh, do an extremely powerful service to, to get us all yeah. into the life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so Jen, you know, after, do you feel that? Do you know that? Um, um, oddly, yes, because um, when I was reading my, um, the journal that I wrote down, um, 1996, 1997, um, I saw this um, entry that I did, and I was uh, thanking uh, my ex-boyfriend for, uh, for uh, making me better, stronger, yeah. Um, for making that change in me. That was 1997. Yeah. But um, I also, I also felt um, reading it now that it's also sort of a, a closure because um, yes, because of that experience. Um, I'm more uh, self-aware now and um. Yeah. I have a different, um, I feel better of perspective and, um, uh, about myself. Yes. Yeah. Which is profound and powerful. You yeah, know, it yeah, is profound and 
powerful. But And that's the acceptance of it, you know, and we've talked about this a lot on Narcissistic Central, but the acceptance of it is this happened for a reason. This ha- And I will yeah. stand by, and I fully admit full humility on this myself. You know, the narcissist showed up in my life because I didn't have boundaries. I didn't know yeah. how to look after myself. I desperately wanted somebody else to provide me with my life and to love me I wasn't loving myself I wasn't full myself and it actually showed up in many many areas of my life but of course I didn't have to share the same space with all these other situations and certainly not a bed and certainly not a committed relationship so the narcissist really was a huge magnification in my life of all the other bits and pieces where I wasn't in my power yeah. And when we clean up the narcissistic experience, we end up so empowered in every area of our life. It's so worth the journey to get there. But there's, you know, as black and white as source energy and love and compassion and the narcissist is, is the healing experience because there's two types of people that get away from narcissists or still even stay with them, and ones that are really crumbled into despair and victimhood and complete agoraphobia and post-traumatic stress disorder and fear and anxiety and pain, which I was in for a long time. And, Jen, you would know all about what that feels like because that's what happens when you're with a narcissist and you're getting away from Mm -hmm. one. So so there's that version of getting out and away or staying and getting worse or the version is is becoming an evolved, complete being who can live through your heart and experience an incredible life that is way graduated past that you ever knew before the narcissist and be able to look after yourself. And to be able to say no and lay boundaries and say, well, you know, there is bad stuff out there in the world. Absolutely there is. But I don't have to play with it. It doesn't have to be my reality. And I can keep my focus on what fills me, serves me and adds to me. And that's the life I'm going to build. And that is the beautiful gift from narcissistic abuse but you've got to put yeah. the work in. You have to make you your yeah. most important mission. And, you know, every woman that's been with a narcissist and gone through it, we weren't our own mission. It was about giving mm-hmm. out to everybody else and not giving to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so would you... So when you were saying to me in some of our correspondence that you... Um, you know, you read up about codependency. What did you realize yeah. in that, Jen, when you read up about that? Um, um, I was not codependent um, because um, at that time I was struggling to um, break off. I wanted, I wanted to break off, but I couldn't. Um, but I was afraid. I was afraid to break up from him, but I was also afraid to be alone. Yes. So it's, yeah. it's like I'm and that's afraid so to stay with him 24-7, but I was afraid to stay, to just be with me 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And that is one of the most excruciating things about being in a narcissistic relationship is it's unbearable to be in there and it's unbearable to be out of there. And that's, And that's why, you know, I really believe the statistics for suicide as a result of narcissistic abuse are enormous. They might be put down to drug overdoses or alcoholism or whatever else, but what caused that person to go there? And I believe love addiction is the major cause because there's nothing more excruciating on an addiction level than narcissistic abuse. Because what happens is there are so many things in like repetitive compulsion, addiction, all sorts of things that I write about in my narcissistic ebook, which is on my website. 
but there's so many components that hook our body up to the addiction of the narcissist, no different to a heroin addict. And like the heroin addict, the heroin addict thinks they're going to die if they get off heroin. They think they can't survive, like any addiction. And with the narcissist, you know he's destroying you. You know it's unhealthy. You know it's, it's killing you. But to get away and be alone, and you're a shell anyway, because the narcissist has pulled you right out of your connection, any that you had with Source and yourself, and he controls you on every level and to pull away from him it felt like uh, abusive or not he's become your source of your entire life even if he's trashing it which he is but to pull away feels like you're going to die it's and that's why it is so important that when you know you need to get away that you've got to find the resources the knowledge the healing uh, to be able to fill yourself up to sustain and connect to yourself and to source energy, which is life force, because the narcissist is like a vampire. They suck life force and leave empty shells. So you've got to find your authentic source of life force through yourself. And if you can do that, then you can break away and you can become that empowered being that you were always meant to be hence why you've had this experience because you haven't chosen it and this is forcing you to get it but um yeah. so jen when you when you finally finally decided to break away and really break away what was the defining yeah. moment what what happened um it it was when I dis I was googling um constantly um I didn't know what it was that was about him that um uh I there was something in him I couldn't put my finger on and um so I was um I was searching I was he was because he was provoking guilt constantly and he was I know that he was emotionally manipulative and um I was yeah. googling constantly um those words. Um, and that brought me to um, um, narcissists um, on Google, and I uh, learned about um, narcissists, and then I was led to a um, narcissistic personality disorder, and I saw the signs, and um, I saw the symptoms, and I, I, I read about the things they say and the things they do. Okay. And I, I was shocked because... Um, um, that's it. That's it. It's like um, everything fit now. Like the puzzle is complete. That's what I felt. Yes. And when I learned about that, um, that helped me uh, uh, stop contact. Because I knew that um, um, it wasn't subjective anymore. That was. Um, I thought it was just all in my head that it. It was that I had the problem that um, there's something because everybody uh, I know and who knows him uh, like him and um, so I thought uh, which is a very um, common thing with a narcissist they're very likable yeah. often they're very very likable in the outside world absolutely yeah so I thought I had the problem but when I learned about MPD uh, and saw the signs and it did um, that gave me um, the the strength to just um, just stop contact. And also when Absolutely. I learned about and it, um, codependence. Yeah, beautiful. And they are, they absolutely are the keys to understand what's going on. Because Jen, you know, and this is why it's, so important to get narcissistic information out there and you're doing that you've been posting on forums you're quite passionate about getting that information out now aren't you yeah because um um maybe there's someone out there who's um also confused uh the way i was confused yeah yeah and jen i think you'd agree with me that uh you know, look, it, it, it's it's death. It's emotional death at the very least. And there are so many women out there, and men, of course, 
but prolifically women that are, are dying emotional deaths, if not physical deaths, because codependency on its own will lead, advanced codependency will lead to premature death. That's been proven. Whether it be by suicide or the, the manifestation of a serious illness, it absolutely does. And look, as far as I'm concerned, emotional death is just as serious. But when you put a codependent with a narcissist, well then it's extreme. So there are women dying worldwide as a result of this phenomena. So, you know, I think it's, it's incredibly <clears throat> important that as women out there, that we all really support ourselves and support changing the world and get this information out there because when women get empowered about choices in relationships and honouring themselves and having good boundary function and knowing what healthy relationships are, well, then narcissists are not going to be able to operate. You know, the reason why narcissists can operate the way they do is because... As societies, we've all been modelled and conditioned to be codependent women. So it's a horrible yeah. combination that really needs to change if we want to change our world. So, you know, please, for anybody out there listening, post links to these shows. Go onto my website. Recommend it to people. You know, I have free articles and lots and lots of other resources as well specifically for narcissism and for recovery and information about it. So we need to spread the word. Yeah, yeah it's just a really, really important thing. So, Jen, you know, with, with the addiction that you felt, which is what everybody feels with narcissism, and it's not logical, it's not logical. I hear people say every day, I'm an intelligent, capable woman. Why can't I stop thinking about him? Why do I keep wanting to ring him? Why do I keep wanting to see him? I know he's a pig. I know he's this. I know he's that. You know. So, Jen, you've had, as every woman has had, those feelings of wanting to contact or wanting to go back. Um, how have you managed them? What are you doing to manage those feelings? Yeah. Um, journaling um, uh, helps, uh, and journaling still helps me um, know what I'm feeling, and then um, uh, I'm constantly referring to my journals to remind me of uh, what I went through and what I shouldn't put up with anymore, and what Brilliant. I put up with. Yeah. Brilliant. Jen, the most important point you've made there is you're working on yourself, okay? Because there are women yeah. that are trying to recover that, you know, just think, well, I'll keep busy. I'll throw myself more into work. I'll go out more with friends. Yeah. I'll try and find a new man. I'll try and just, I'll try and replace him with somebody else, etc., etc., etc. I'll go for these distractions. Those distractions are not going to work. This whole issue. Experience is about you doing the work on yourself. So, Jen, you know, what you're saying there is I'm journaling. I'm journaling, I'm writing out what I'm reminding myself of the abuse so I don't go into the fantasy, and I call it the narcissistic fantasy, of he was the most glorious man I ever met, I want that man back, I know, he, I hope he can change, I'm trying to hang on to the good bits, I can't believe he's a narcissist, I don't want to believe that of him, fantasy, 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 or just the pain and you're trying to get an upper hand and get some justice will keep you hooked up as well. So you've got to, now just normal everyday distractions are not going to cut it. They're not, because inevitably as soon as you stop your day, you are going to have to fall back and spiral back into those thoughts. But if you do yeah. the work on yourself, and there's ways to do that, journaling is an incredibly powerful way. Having specific healings for narcissistic abuse, such as quanta healing, is another really powerful way to do that. You know, um, and I have actually an empowered journaling course, which is specifically for narcissistic recovery and codependency recovery. 
So there's lots of things. If you're not sure what to write or how to do it, you can access the information to be able to get the guidelines of how you can actually do it because we've got to take responsibility that you know no longer it's about saying well I don't know how to heal this all of the resources are there you just need to commit to them and do them and rather than running around and going to different people's houses every night or trying to put yourself on dating sites and find a man to you know or getting out there to pubs or clubs or whatever else or drinking or or just workaholism You've got to stop and go, okay, it's now time to be present with me and get to know me and heal me because your life is never going to go right until you do. And it's awesome, Jen, that, you know, Jen, how did you get onto the journaling or, or you know, how did you realize that this is what you needed to do? Um, I've been journaling um, um, since before. And I was journaling, um, I, I, I was actually journaling when I was in um, grade two, intermittently. And then I was journaling in college. But um, I decided to um, journal specifically about um, my relationship um, uh, with someone who has NPD. Um, because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to list down uh, red flags, which I missed. And I wanted to know um, what I did to uh, probably attract him or if I had a hand in it. Perfect. Because um, I, was yes. li- I was listening to your, um, um, because I discovered your uh, blog talk radio and you said that um, 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 you know, being codependent um um, I may have, uh, and also my family or family background, um, it might have um, contributed to it. And, you know, that um, that made me see uh, how my family is and how he is and how his family is. It sort of, um, uh, it, um, it sounded familiar. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, there's that other key component. One, that you're willing to do work on yourself and two, you're willing to take responsibility, you know. And taking responsibility is not about saying, oh, it was my fault. Okay, that's the victim perspective. Taking responsibility is saying that there was something in me that co-created this experience for my healing, for my liberation of something that I hadn't healed and liberated before. Now that's empowering. And even saying that statement to yourself strengthens your body. If I was to do a muscle test on your body, your body would have got stronger from taking that responsible statement on. And this is where I get really quite frustrated by a lot of the narcissistic forums out there where people are just banging away constantly at none of this was my fault, I was a sitting duck, I was a total victim, he's a monster and he has destroyed my life. Now there are people, if you don't believe me, you may have already been on narc forums, but if you were to get on these narc forums, there are people that are on there that have been banging that drum for years. Now, those women have not recovered, they have not moved on, and they have absolutely no possibility of moving on until they take responsibility. Now, I know, I've played that game. I spent months in the victim muck of feeling like it was all his fault and I was just this poor, innocent person that was cursed and ripped to shreds. And it wasn't until I realized I wasn't getting healthier. If anything, the pain was escalating. My life was falling apart around my ears. I was barely functioning and I'd had a complete breakdown. And it wasn't until then I realized that this was going to be my life unless I took responsibility and started owning that I was codependent, that I did have things 
that I needed to heal as a result of this experience, A, to recover, and B, to never go through a similar experience again. And every single individual I've ever met that has liberated and evolved from this and become an awesomely connected, whole, empowered person has taken full responsibility and said, you know what, he was actually a catalyst in my life. Why am I giving him all this power? It was actually about me. And when we realize that this person is a catalyst, we realize if he hadn't shown up and done it, somebody else would have because we needed this experience to heal. And that can fill us full of bliss realizing that that is the truth because the truth sets us free and staying in a victim that I was just a purely innocent victim that got attacked by a monster is not the truth that's the surface of it the truth is a much more profound bigger picture and that's what heals so you know for anybody out there that's been involved in those narcissistic forums you'll realize that when you're on them you feel worse You may be getting a lot of information about a narcissist and understanding, but really, after reading that for a few hours, you're going to feel like a victim. You know, so this is where this planet and and actually, uh, you know, Ali Castles and myself are going to be setting up narcissistic forums that, okay, all right, well, let's give you the information and the knowledge, but now let's move on. Let's create the truth here and let's get empowered and relieved as a result of this. You know, and that's, and so Jen, you know, it's just full kudos to you and that's why I put you on today is because you're a woman who has realized this and that's what's saving you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Learning about NPD really helped. and um, actually, I have searched. I mean, I searched for. Um, it didn't land on my lap. The information. Um, I had to. Uh, had to uh, research about it, and that's um, that helped me. Um, uh, slowly um, get away from it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you really realize? that um so when you were researching like initially was it just sort of information about what a narcissist was or did you realize like the liberation and the healing you could get through your you for yourself through it like when did those pieces sort of fall together yeah um when i when i searched about narcissism and all its signs and all its symptoms and what they do and uh, the primary primary supply and secondary supply um after that um um okay um i felt um what now now that i know um because um, i was still hurting um and um i I found, and I was also searching on um, forums and on on NPD sites, and I saw a link to your um, uh, radio show. And when I and when I listened to that, um, um, it helped me um, because I was still feeling down. Although I know, although I have the knowledge, um, um, I it wasn't. I still feel. Um, um I, I still feel hurt. Um and I was trying to um um get a recover from that or you know, get that feeling um, away from me. Um when I heard your show and I couldn't um I, I had trouble sleeping because um I was sad and um um my parents didn't didn't like my decision of breaking away from him. And um but yes. listening to your show um helped me sleep, actually helped me sleep because it um uh, validated uh what what I know is um what I know I felt also and I know that um they're like that's that's my truth too, that's what I thought when I listened to your uh, show. Yeah. And the yeah, truth so, uh, does resonate. Uh, you you know we that? all feel the truth. Yeah. 
sometimes you have to hear it, you know, not just feel it. Yeah. To know that yeah, it's your truth too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the greatest yeah. truth is, is no matter what occurs to us, there is a gift in it. You know, and that's just a beautiful, beautiful way to live life because then you take responsibility and you find the gift and you become empowered through every experience you have. And anything else is a victim statement that, you know, and it's not about bypassing the hurt and the pain. The hurt and the pain is very, very real and needs to be validated, you know. So so what you're saying is very, very true. Like the first step is to find out what NPD is. So if anybody's listening that's like stumbled on this show and hasn't listened to other shows, you can go to my website and there's free articles in there in the article section that are very specific about narcissism. So And there is a very extensive checklist there that you can check off and see if this is what's going on in your life. And then once you get the information about narcissism and you start getting clear about what it is that you've been trying to deal with, well, then you can start taking the next steps, which is inevitably about empowering and healing yourself. And if you put those together and work those things together, information plus empowerment, you're going to come through. You're going to come through to the other side and, you know, and, and create a life and love that you really do want and it's a life-changing experience on so many levels but you've got to be prepared to do that to come through time does not heal all wounds with a narcissist I promise you that I have women that have come through 20 25 years down the track that are in as much pain as they were in their first year and sometimes more because it's just kept spiraling and perpetuating so time's not going to do it. You have to do it. And it's awesome that you've been doing it, Jen. And you are doing it. I'm, I'm, so you're I'm, yeah, determined you're not it. going backwards. Sorry, darling? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so you're not going back, are you? No. No. So what do you do now when you feel that pull, when you feel that pull, when you feel that pain? What sort of things do you do? Is that when you go to your journal or what do you do? Yeah, I, I go to my journal and um, uh, your group power hearing uh, helps. Yeah, so just quickly too, Jen has started, she's not working one-on-one -on -one with me, but she's working in the group power healings that I do, which... Uh, are on different topics but it's all about connecting to source and empowering and when you're in source and empowerment you don't play and connect up to the vibration of false um, self individuals and things in life that represent ego and pain and punishment you come into a completely different vibration so so I'm glad that they've been helping you Jen I really am oh, thank you thank you uh, your show and um, your healing sessions help me a lot. Well, you know, I think that's, um, you know, really a message to get out there that, you know, there is help and the more and more we do these sorts of shows, the more and more you realize the truth of what really has been going on. And Jen, thank you so much for coming on the show oh. and I'll be um, oh, seeing you. you in the Power Healing tomorrow. Um. I think I'll be scheduled in November, but um, is it okay again if I do? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and okay. you know, look, you're doing a great job and you're an inspiration to women and keep posting on those forums and doing what you're doing yeah. because, yeah. you know, because this is a movement. This is a movement really to save our world and save women and men and to really, you know, um, take nothing out of the equation because it doesn't need to be there so you know anybody if you're requiring help please come forward you can email me you can have a look at my website and we've got another great show coming up next week um, which I'm going to really look forward to doing we're talking more about corner healing and then the week after there's going to be another free power corner healing uh, on the show so check out the upcoming shows 
and you can register for that power healing, that free power healing. And um, goodbye, everybody, and lots of love. Okay, bye-bye.